From the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, this is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, presented by a Cloud Guru, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from the massive studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. You know, one of the things that Aaron and I talk about all the time, and, and it was kind of part of the reason why we, we decided to get engaged with the folks from A Cloud Guru was, you know, we've been not only doing the podcast for a long time, but we've been, you know, in the IT industry for quite a while. We've seen a lot of things change. You know, we've both gone through a number of job changes and kind of had to go through the process of of learning, of learning new technologies, of learning, you know, how do you apply what you've you know, had at a previous job to kind of the new economy that we're dealing with in terms of cloud and open source and community-based interactions and so forth. And, you know, one of the things that we we always wanted to make sure we we're doing is, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, I'm in this job and I might want to learn something new, or how do I find the time to do it? Or, um, you know, are these skills applicable to that skill? And so, you know, we always want to make sure that we're kind of coming back to the roots of the show and the roots of of, of kind of our journey through IT. And so we're always looking for people that are, that are going through that journey and have a chance to talk to them. So very excited this morning to have a chance to talk to somebody who um, I've kind of been keeping an eye on. Uh, Aaron and I have both been kind of keeping an eye on and we think uh, has a very sort of interesting journey in this space. And so excited to have on uh, Tanya Selvog this morning. Tanya, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks. So, you know, it, it sounds sort of weird. Aaron and I talk all the time because we get a chance to meet a number of people somewhat face-to-face in events, but a lot of times the people that we meet uh, are through online communities. We meet them through Twitter and, and Facebook and so forth. That was kind of um, how you popped up on our radar. Uh, you were, I believe you were, you kind of tweeted some things about some journeys you were going through. Um, your Twitter handle is AWS newbie. And I thought, okay, that's sort of an interesting perspective on things, right? People in tech tend to want to talk about how great they are and their skills. And, and you'd kind of identified yourself and said, hey, I'm, I'm at the beginning of this journey. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you, I, I picked up on uh, you. You wrote a blog that was called sort of 100 Days of, of AWS Learning or 100 Days of Cloud Learning. Just give us a sense of, of your journey, kind of where you are in technology and what you're trying to, to achieve. Um, yeah, so uh, my background is actually, I have a bachelor's degree in religious studies. Um, I went to school at the University of Wisconsin in Eau Claire um, for religious studies and a minor in family studies. I had no intentions of um, computer science at all. I I tinkered around with that back in like early 2000s by creating my own website and stuff. But aside from that, I never went any further because I didn't think I was smart enough or good at math. And, um, and I thought that's what you needed to have. And so I pursued, um, the liberal arts degrees and I don't, I don't regret it, but, um, a couple years ago, um, I was kind of bored with my job and I learned, I discovered code Academy and I started doing that and I really enjoyed it. Um, so then I enrolled at the local tech college for software programming and I was really good at it. Um, but then in the middle of my studies, um, kind of life kind of threw itself at. And so I kind of stopped my learning, um, for software programming and I thought, well, that was nice, but I don't, I don't want to do that. But then I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, then last year on leap day, actually, I moved 
Kat and I moved from Wisconsin to Austin, Texas, because I got sick of the weather and and I knew Austin is known for being a good tech community and I kind of wanted to get back into that. I had never, and I still don't have a job working yet as a junior programmer, but that was kind of my goal. And so then um, this year I went to General Assembly for a 12-week immersive course in full stack development. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. And, and uh, you know, I know we've, we've talked to a number of people who, you know, didn't necessarily start in computer science. They started in a lot of different disciplines. I know, like myself, um, you know, my background wasn't, wasn't in CS. It wasn't even in, you know, wasn't in engineering or mathematics. And, and I remember being 23, 24 years old and, and thinking, you know, I, I was working in technology sort of in sales. Um, mm-hmm. and I got a chance to work with a lot of, uh, systems engineers. And I thought these people are so smart. They know so many things. And, and while it was interesting at the time, I was like, they're so far ahead of me. I can never, I can never ever catch up to, to what they're doing. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And, and so I'm curious, you, started dabbling with technology. Were you just doing this like at nights and, and on the weekends? Or, you know, a lot of time people kind of curious, how do you find the time to work on something that's not in your, in just like your day job? Um, yeah, it was really nights and weekends. When I first started doing it, I think it was in the winter time, and, you know, northern Wisconsin wintertime, there's not a lot to do um, right. unless you're really into snow and going outside in the cold. And I really was not... big fan of that. So I started just um, kind of tinkering around with Code Academy and I really liked it. And I'm somebody who like naturally, I I actually like logic and puzzles and doing all that kind of stuff. But for so long, I didn't even like, I didn't think, well, I just thought, oh, computers, that's way beyond me, you know? And then I started doing it. I'm like, I actually really like this. Yeah. So I just continued with it. Yeah. Interesting. So it was it was kind of the 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 idea of exploration, curiosity. You like the logic. Mm-hmm. You like the challenges of some of those things. So you you know you you made a decision and you said, okay, I'm going to kind of refocus myself. I'm going to kind of be focused on this again. You went to kind of an immersive group. You went to General Assembly, uh, which is one of these academies that kind of does a you know shorter period of time, twelve, thirteen, fourteen week, very immersive thing around kind of full stack, which means you're going to learn a lot of things. Tell us about that process. What was, you know, what is the environment like? What are some of the, the people that you're working with, both in terms of the instructors or your colleagues? Like, give us a sense of what's their background. Were they similar to you, you know, not coming from CS or were they kind of in that, but trying to get focused? Yeah. Um, well, to get into general assembly, like the other boot camps, it does require, um, like kind of, uh, an ex- pre-examination type thing and an interview. And then um, if you get accepted, my class happened to have, it was quite large. It happened to have like, I believe 22 other students. So that's kind of large. Um, the good thing about it is uh, my class also though had about eight females in it. And so that was really nice. And for the most part, my classmates did come from other vocations prior to General Assembly. So uh, one girl was a hairstylist, another was an attorney. And um, so there was a wide range of backgrounds, which that made it really nice and comforting because so it was just a a good class. It was um, pretty intense as far as the schooling goes, you know, each morning we'd learn something new in the afternoon, we'd learn something else new, and then we'd have homework to do. And 
so it was both it was both good and bad. Um, we also did have one day a week we'd have a career um, outcomes instructor come in and help us um, with the resumes and how to network and um, how to meet people and stuff like that. And as you were learning, you, know, you said the, the topics that you were learning were, were lots of different things. If you tell somebody you're a full stack developer, I mean, it's, it's you know, front end, it's back end, it's potentially infrastructure. Did you find yourself kind of gravitating towards a certain set of topics or did they allow you to specialize a little bit? Well, we graduated with a, like, just like the full stack, but um, you could do more. I mean, obviously you could learn more. Like I like front end development. I now know some back end, but I wouldn't feel comfortable applying for back end positions. And also that wasn't something that I particularly enjoyed. So, so you, you go through this process, you know, you're, you're looking around for, you know, for jobs. And one of the things I noticed in, in reading through some of your, your blogs and your stories was, you know, you've also been involved with, uh, some, some broader communities. So code newbie and, and women that code and give folks a sense who, you know, because because those groups are are very good not only in terms of being broad reaching, but you know they're helping people that are new. Like you said, there's there's times when it makes sense to be learning with other women. There's just the way that you think about it, or just the just natural sort of camaraderie. Give us a sense of what those communities have, have been useful for, and and what you've gotten out of some of those communities. One thing that our career counselor recommended to me was attending, um, checking out Women Who Code in Austin. And um, so that's how I found out about the A Cloud Guru event back in April. Okay. And what I really like about those groups, um, as well as like Code Newbie, is definitely for me, I have imposter syndrome. And so it really helps to have other people um, that I can talk to who share similar experiences um, both Code Newbie as well as Women Who Code have Slack channels, and in which I've also connected with um, individuals on there, talking about our journeys into you know job hunting and interviewing, and also especially like I'm part of the Women Who Code in Austin, and then Women in Tech Slack channels, and it's just been nice to connect with uh, women in there who have had similar experiences, including even like you know, sexism with different encountering different things that I'm even as a newbie, I'm like, wow, I didn't think this would happen at an event. Yeah. It's, it's the unfortunate sort of dark side of, of our industry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is good news is it's, it's getting more light. There's more people talking about it. The bad news, it's still unfortunately very prevalent and, and so forth. So you, you know, you're, you're, you're involved with those communities. Are you, as you're trying to build out, say, your resume, you're trying to get visibility, and, and obviously, like you said, you're you're not doing this full time at this point. Are you working on like side projects so that you can you can point people to it as sort of resume building, or just you know building your own experience, things that you can point to on GitHub or you know front end websites or mobile apps? Yeah, I'm actually just getting back into it. I was working two jobs about a month ago, and um, both were not in tech, and they were very frustrating. And um, I decided I didn't have time besides um, studying for, like AWS stuff. But right now, um, I have a little bit of time, and so I'm getting back into it. Um, I have I created uh, an AWS user group in Austin, AWS 
Austin newbies. And so I'm hoping to um, get together some events in which um, other newbies can learn more about AWS, learn, meet some people from Amazon and talk about cloud computing, as well as uh, right now I have some time. I'm going to work on some projects as well as I'm trying to also get more involved with the local tech community. And my goal is to do at least one or two hackathons by the end of the year. So good. Yeah, good, good. And, you know, I noticed you mentioned having gone to uh, an A Cloud Guru event. I assume that was um, like the beginning of the their serverless comp event that was in Austin uh, a few months ago. Since then, I think you've, you know, you've taken some of their courses. How do you, how are you seeing the difference between sort of the more self-paced online courses like those and, you know, the more immersive stuff like you saw at General Assembly. Do you, do you find, you know, certain personalities attract towards one versus the other or how are they different or, or, you know, good and bad? For me, I really like the, I like a cloud guru courses a lot. I like um, being able to, cause I'm kind of, I don't want to say old school, but I like being able to pause the videos and then take actual like written notes mm-hmm. versus, versus um, typing everything out on the computer. And I know for me, I'm a very shy person and I'm very quiet and I, I like that when I study. So for me, like the immersive course and having 22 students in there, that was great, but I prefer a more like solitude learning environment and I can just learn on my own. Um, so that was really helpful and that's what I like and and that's what I find to be better for me as an environment to learn versus whereas others may like the larger group as well as like just group projects and stuff, which I like group projects, but I, I, I prefer doing stuff on my own. So, yeah, no, it, it makes yeah. sense. And it's, I, I think that the nice thing that's out there is, you know, you can, you can kind of gravitate towards the things that, that fit your personality, you know, whether it's like you said, sort of the self-paced, um, maybe more individual things like an A cloud guru, um, some of these community-based projects, you know, or community groups where, you know, you can talk to people and, um, if that if that fits the personality and and other things that are more immersive, so that's that's useful. What else are you finding? You know, what, where 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 do you have struggles in terms of of your learnings um, that you know you kind of wish you know you had maybe you had known a little more beforehand or you know th- those types of things. One area that I kind of struggle with and is finding resources that I like. One thing with General Assembly is I had a was very frustrated with asking questions and for me I like I learn by reading documentation and having your references. And so when I would ask my instructors where, where can I find this and their answer would be just google it. And, and that's understandable. I, I can google, you know, anything. Sure. But if you could tell me like this is a good resource, you know, versus that, that that's kind of what I Yeah, trying to find stuff in the big ocean. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And and that's something I know a lot of people struggle with is, you know, there's so many things that are new that are coming fast. Um and and yeah, to a certain extent you're you're looking for things that while they may not always be perfect, you know, you want to spend more of your time 
in the learning process than in the sort of searching and finding process. And, um, you know, even if they, even if they gave you things that are, you know, reasonably good, not, they don't have to be perfect. I think that's something that a lot of us sort of should be keeping in mind, especially as we're trying to get people to understand new technologies or, you know, new paradigm shifts that, you know, people don't, they don't want to spend their time searching. They want to spend their time doing and learning. And so, you know, you, you talked about whether it's it's through some of these online communities or whether it was through general assembly and so forth that, you know, some people have been helping you in terms of resume creation, in terms of kind of talking about how you present yourself to to candidate employers and so forth. Like what are some of the, the things that you've learned that have worked or one of the, some of the things that are that are difficult in terms of, you know, trying to break through and and uh, and get you know, get those roles that, that are going to be more exciting for you? One thing for me that I am trying to work on is not to get too frustrated or caught up with um, just job hunting. And for me, early on, I, I used to attend a lot of meetups. And, and that's fun to get to know people and to network. And But a few meetups, I would have people that would inadvertently, I'd tell them my background and they'd inadvertently tell me you should go into customer service at this company and I'd be like well and so I didn't have a good like I didn't defend myself or you know speak up well actually I'm a junior developer I want to you know do that versus Mm -hmm. they'd spend 10 minutes telling me about how customer service is great and and so that I find frustrating. And I think that deterred me for a couple of months of not wanting to go back or just not even wanting to apply because of that. So do you, do you feel like sometimes it's, it's not as clear what the, what the starting path is for, for developers sometimes? Yes. And I think, um, in talking to some people on Slack, it, it, who have similar frustrations, um, it, it is, um, I think for me, I find, just the job hunt was a lot more difficult um, than I anticipated, especially considering that um, how it's how boot camps sell. Like, oh, there's you know so many openings in programming, and and that's true, and it continues to grow. But just getting the first job is a lot harder than I ever expected it to be. And are you finding that potential employers or people that you're talking to give you feedback so that you can go, okay? I should I should narrow down what you present to them or I should focus it or is it is it sort of binary, you know, yes, no in terms of feedback to you? Um, it's generally pretty binary as far as feedback, unfortunately. I've gotten a lot of like thanks for applying but no thanks and yeah. but nothing else and it's like, okay, well right. that's frustrating. Right. So right. yeah. Well, listen, um if if you were to sort of you know, we have a, a, a reasonably sized audience out there. A lot of people that are, you know, that, that hire, that, that know people. I mean, if you were to make a, a short elevator pitch as to, you know, why somebody should, should give you a chance or why somebody should um, reach out to you, you know, give us, give us the elevator pitch for, for Tanya on, you know, your best skills, the things that you're passionate about, you know, kind of what you'd love to work on, um, you know, if given the opportunity. Honestly, uh, right now, um, as a junior developer, I, I realize my skills are pretty limited, but my goal and what I really want to work on is um, by the end of the year, getting my first AWS certificate, and I would love to do something with Amazon Web Services, um, whether it's just doing some type of internship or something. Um, I really find cloud computing to be something I really enjoy, 
And um, that's kind of the pathway I want to take. And what do, you, what do you feel like are your sort of best technology skills? What, what areas or technologies are really interesting to you? Like aside from AWS, um, like front end development, I really enjoy just uh, React and React, HTML, CSS, and also um, JavaScript. It's not a not my forte right now, but that's something I'm trying to also build on too. Very good. Well, listen, um, what would be if you know if people were interested in kind of reaching out and uh, and talking to you, uh, you know, engaging in in the things that you're passionate about? What's the best way for folks to reach out to you or read about your journey and, and see, you know, how they might, uh, how they might work with you. The best way is to contact me on Twitter. Um, you can message me. Um, my handle is at AWS newbie. Otherwise, um, if people want, they can also, um, personally email me at my first and last name at gmail.com. Okay. I haven't blogged in a while, but my goal is to get back into the, that to, um, chronicle my um, AWS learning. And then if anybody is going to AWS reInvent in November, I'm also attending that. So fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No, I know we have a lot of people that typically attend, um, you know, and there's, there's lots of, you know, not only is there, there are tons of sessions and learnings at that event, but lots of after events that are, are good for networking and so forth. Well, mm-hmm. well, listen, um, like, like we said at the top of the show, you know, the, the journey in technology, you know, while it, it always tends to look very rosy, uh, you know, in the magazines and you know, we hear about startups, um, you know, everybody's journey is a little bit different. Um, Aaron and I both started off doing stuff that, you know, looking back was, was kind of, kind of grungy and grimy. You know, we were kind of very super low level, um, you know, didn't always come from the right background, just kind of took jobs that we have to. And, and I think what you, if you ask most people, you know, where they started is, is obviously much different from where they ended up. So thank you so much for the time today. Um, folks, if, if you are looking for somebody who is, is passionate, is willing to, to work, is willing to learn, you know, get in touch with Tanya. Uh, we like to highlight people that, you know, we think, you know, have the right attitude, the right ambitions that are willing to learn. And, you know, just like we've shown in, in other shows, like when we talk to the folks, you know, from, from Kentucky that were, that were helping coal miners learn technology, there's, there's always a, a good time to help people get started. Um, you never know, you know, how you can, how you can get somebody who is going to be, you know, your next rock star, your next 10x full stack developer. And um, sometimes people just need that first, first step. So Tanya, thanks again so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. And uh, folks, like we said, if you get a chance, reach out to Tanya. Um, she's, she's got a, an interesting passion about what she wants to do. And, and uh, you know, we always talk about there's lots of opportunity out there. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up uh, for myself and for Aaron and for Tanya. Thank you for listening today. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more podcasts, show notes, and everything social media. And visit acloud.guru for all your cloud training needs.